0: SoWin TV presents. SoWin TV presents. Welcome back to Millennial Meet Jan X, where we talk about all things relationships. That's right. Hello. We are back today to talk about
1: setting boundaries. How do you set boundaries? How do you set boundaries in your relationships to where you feel comfortable enough in them to say what you have to say clearly through communication and making sure that your partner is understanding what you will allow and what you will not allow. So Tina, how are you doing?
0: I'm good, Elisa. You know, as it relates to boundaries, you know, how many of us have actually um, avoided setting boundaries without even knowing that we were doing that? Um, Mm -hmm. As it relates to boundaries, the dictionary's term is a line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. And so what we are... Being told here by the definition through the dictionary is that boundaries is actually setting a line, a division, you know, between something that you feel to consider what are our boundaries. You know, what What do you consider to be a boundary um, for you? And many people believe mm. that um, boundaries should only be set. That's right. In intimate relationships mm-hmm. where, in actual fact, we should be setting boundaries in our lives with everyone. Mm-hmm. That's, that's right. And the reason why we should be setting those
1: boundaries with everyone is because we should know ourselves good enough to where if something is making us feel uncomfortable, then we need to know that's not okay. I'm not okay with you touching me like that. I'm not okay with you yelling yelling at me like that. I will not allow that. And it's okay to set those boundaries and not feel like you have to walk very lightly because you don't want to step on somebody's toes or you're worried about what they're going to say or you're worried that they're not going to talk to you anymore because you've expressed your feelings that you do not like what they are doing. So when it comes to setting boundaries, we need to be able to have that open open floor where we can put the pieces all together and know who we are and know what we, what we don't like. And a lot of times we find ourselves when we're trying to set boundaries, we feel that maybe we're being too harsh or we're we're doing too much. But in all honesty, the people that you have relationships with, they didn't grow up with you. You know, they don't know you to the point where, oh, I know that she likes this. Oh, I know she don't like that. So I'm not going to do this. So we have to say it. And if we are not saying it, guess what? People will not know. That they should not be treating us this way, or that we don't like this, uh, what they're doing. So we need to be clear and be honest in communicating our needs
0: to our partner or the person that we're in a relationship yes. with. Oh my goodness, Dolisa, you couldn't have said it any clearer. And what comes behind those boundaries is our consequences, right? Um, holding ourselves and others accountable for mm-hmm. our boundaries. So if there is something we don't like, something that feels uncomfortable, we have to now say, listen, I don't like when you talk to me like that. And if you talk to me or continue to talk to me in that manner, I'm going to do A, B, C, or D. Now, we all have a different consequence. And Mm -hmm. so whatever your consequence is, you have to back it up with following through. You know, we all have certain boundaries in place, but do we actually follow through? And so if we don't follow through, you know, what yeah. ends up happening is people tend to cross that line and they cross it so often that, you now forget, hold up what were my boundaries? And so today, as we're talking about boundaries, we also want to help you to activate or reactivate those boundaries that were once very dear to you. And so what are your boundaries? What do you feel? What do you believe when you're in a relationship with your intimate partner to be a boundary? And for many, there are more than one. I have several, right? And many of us do. And so what are your boundaries mm-hmm. today? And for those of you who um, once had boundaries in place, but because that line continued to be crossed, um, you may need to reactivate those boundaries. And many people say, well, Tina, how do we get people now to reactivate or re um acknowledge what we felt from the beginning well it's just that simple listen it's been six months it's been a year it's been five years and although i've allowed you to cross that boundary starting from today i will set new boundaries or i will reactivate those boundaries that we once put in place and you have the opportunity now yeah to follow through and sustain that boundary. And it's also about respect, right? And so we have to respect ourselves and trust ourselves enough to know that whatever boundaries we have put in place, we have put them in place for a reason. You know what I mean, Lisa? Yes, of course. I know one of the
1: boundaries that I have for myself, I can think off the top of my head, is do not cuss at me. I do not like that. I do not like the way that it sounds. I think is is explicit, however you want to put it. That's just me. I don't like it. So that's one thing I did not allow in my relationships. And do not call me out of my name. So I know one particular time when in in a relationship with just a friend who was felt that the need that they could cuss. Um, even another friend who thought it was okay to call me a B. No, ma'am. I Right there, I nipped it in the bud. No, ma'am. Um, And when it came down to it, it was, well, I have these conversations with my parent and they call me B too. So I just thought it was okay. Well, it's not okay. And so sometimes, sometimes people can think that, oh, well, they're just playing. It's cool. And it becomes like this fad where people making those type of statements seem like it's okay and that it's cool. It's a trend and everybody is not okay with that. And I'm that, you know, somebody. So, uh, you know, sometime with your sister friends and You know, Mm -hmm. or your guy friend. You know, people may think that it's okay for people to be cussing back and forth, but I can't stand it, Tina.
0: I like, I really just cannot.
1: (laughs) And so, those are one of my boundaries where it's like that is disrespectful for me. Like that's like for me, that's just how I feel. And so that's why when people think they could probably cuss or call me out my name and think it's all Mm -hmm. cool, like I'm like, look. If we're gonna be sisters, this is not gonna work. You can't be calling me out my name, sis. Like that's not yes, gonna work. Yeah, that's not cool. So you have to respect that boundary. And so then on the flip side of that, when it comes mm-hmm. to guys who think that it's okay for them to get angry and cuss and fuss, no, bro, like no, that that's not cool. That's not gonna work. And so if we're gonna be friends or if we're gonna establish some type of mm-hmm. relationship then you're going to have to talk to Mm -hmm. me with respect. Mm -hmm. And so that does not include cussing. And that includes using your words and being polite. That's
0: just me. (laughs) That's just me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So what, what, so Lisa, so how, how is one of those ways in which you have handled a situation like that? What would you say or will you say something to someone if they call you out of your name?
1: Of course, I would definitely let them know that I am not the type of person where you can just call me out by name. So don't do it again. And if it happens again, then we're just not meant to establish a relationship. But as plain and simple as I can, I make sure that I'm using clear communication and that I nip it in the bud the first time. I don't want to wait till the second or third, because then by that time, Tina, the person is too comfortable. Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Yes. That, and, and you know, that's so true. I, I often say, um, you know, as it relates to boundaries, one of the things, and it's funny that you should say that, um, people calling you out of your name. That's something I never, in high school, I hated mm. it. And I remember um, it was that and boys running around touching you on the butt. Um, that was something that used to happen often. And I used to see Mm -hmm. guys doing it to girls. And for some reason it never happened to me. And I, I don't know if it's because it was my expression or not, but I remember when I was in my early twenties and I was just starting my husband and I went to this event and I walked through the crowd and a guy from high school, um, that used to do to other girls, never did it to me, literally spanked me on my butt. I froze and I... I ran at him. I was just like, how dare you? Don't you? And of course he denied it, but I, I, I felt it. I saw, I, I literally, but as I walk across, I said, wait a minute, he couldn't have just done what he did. So I don't think he would ever do that again because what I, the words I laid into him wasn't so pleasant. And I guess if he had boundaries, he would have been offended. But as it relates to boundaries, mm-hmm. one of my boundaries is um, a room full of women gossiping about another woman. Um, I, I don't believe in um women, anyone gossiping, um, but you you more so find it from women. Um you do find some guys doing that, but that's just more of a turnoff off to me. But when I find women gossiping about another woman, my first response is usually silence. I listen to see what they're saying. And um I'm always quick to jump in and ask had they had that conversation with the actual individual. And are they certain that what they're saying is really correct. You know, because we know when you gossip, it goes from one ear to the next. And by the time it gets to the third ear, the story is so transformed that you're even surprised who they're talking about. But I believe that um, gossiping Mm. is something that, I I just, I just, my hair stands up on my arms talking about it. I can't handle a gossiper. And so when I find a room full of women, it it could be two women. It could be three women. I don't care. When I find a room full of women gossiping about somebody else, the first thing I often think is, what are they saying about me? Because if, believe me, if they're talking about somebody else, you know, they're certainly talking about you. Mm -hmm. One, and I can manage that. I can manage that. You know, I don't care what people say. I know who I am and I answer to who I am. And, but what about that woman or that other individual who's not there to defend herself or to tell the actual truth? And so for me, gossiping is something that is a major boundary for me. If I find you're gossiping about somebody else often, even once, I usually set you straight. And setting you straight, even if I don't know the individual personally, to vouch for them, to say this is incorrect, I usually question what they have to say. And then I ask them, have you told this actual person to their face? And that usually, um, you know, know raises some eyelids, I'll put it that way um, but gossiping is an issue for me and um, I, I, I'm i not one to, s- to sit around and, and, and listen to other people gossiping about other women I'll exit that room really quick and before I exit most times I'll let you know that I'm mm-hmm. exiting um, and how disrespectful and childish and immature I go through all those changes that is and the other thing for me is you yeah. know a man or woman that uses aggression to get their way um, I have an issue with that, you know, a lot of times, you know, because you might be a certain type of person that's not aggressive or you're not going to be all up in people's faces, um, you will find sometimes people's body language. And I actually just um, finished a situation like that with um, someone in a working environment. Um, They have all the right words to say they thought, but their body language was very aggressive. Their facial expressions was, they were saying one thing and their facial expressions was truly speaking another and I'm really good if I watch that very closely so for me I I have an issue with people um, being aggressive um, with me and um, using they think their power to control back to that again Um, I watch that very closely so gossiping and people using aggressive, aggressive gestures or words um, or sometimes they yeah. get up and just be all in your face. Those are two things that I have boundaries for. If you have something to say say it over there. Um, I'm all about speaking how you feel. I'm all about expressing yourself because through expressing yourself you get to understand oh my goodness this is how that person thought no that's not what I meant but then when you look at somebody's face and the body language you, you exactly. pretty much can get a good feel that that's exactly what they meant and that's exactly how they feel about you. So those are two things yeah those are two things that I have an issue with. Um, many but there's two of my boundaries that I have and as it relates to relationships um, I don't like somebody using their hands as we know I'm a survivor of domestic violence so I'm not good cool with that I always felt when I walked away mm-hmm. from that relationship my boundaries will be You're not going to call me out of my name, like you had mentioned earlier, and you're never going to raise a hand to me. You're never going to use any of those aggressive gestures because the minute that happens, I'm walking away. And so for me, I've met guys since that relationship before my husband. And those were key factors that if you're ever going to use any form of aggression, where some people think it's love and jealousy and all those things. Whenever I see those forms of aggression, those are my boundaries. That's my limits. I say, nope this is not it. And so, you know, boundaries is so important to have boundaries. And what happens most times is that a lot of women, um, and I know for my age, you know, women in the late 30s and 40s and 50s and up, a lot of times feel as though um, this is their only shot. Um, they find themselves in relationships and feel as though, you know, I have to tolerate it and maybe I can, tweak my boundaries a bit or maybe I can let my boundaries down a bit because I'm just getting to know I'm trying to figure out this person but I often say whenever you tweak or let that boundary down a little bit or you let that person cross that line once like you say if they do it once you know Mm -hmm. you keep doing it once they do it once they know for one that your boundaries mean very little to you and two you're going to find that they're going to be doing it All the time, which is in this instance, you're going to have to reactivate those boundaries. And so if you want somebody to take you serious and to trust and to respect your boundaries, you first have to show that person that you respect and honor them by following through with whatever you believe your consequences to be.
1: That's good. I like that. Everything that you just mentioned. I totally agree with. And another one I want to point out to and ask our listeners is how do you feel about setting boundaries when you're using social mm-hmm. media? So, Tina, I know that a lot of us now are using technology. This is what life has become. We use our phone, tablets, computers laptops all of those things we have it it's around us so when we are in a relationship how are we setting boundaries when it comes to social media Mm -hmm. some of us may want to post we are in a relationship some of us may want to hide we are not in a relationship (laughs) You know, is it okay for you to be able to use each other's phone or look and scroll and see what's going on? Like, you know, is it is it okay? Some people may feel that okay, if you're looking through my phone, then you must think that I'm hiding something. Because sometimes when we're looking at different TV shows, this is what I see. People are going crazy over somebody looking at their phone or grabbing their phone or what are you doing? Da-da-da-da. It's just, it's too much. It's too much. When you was talking about aggression, the aggression is there. People are getting offended that they are feeling like automatically that they are being accused. This is so funny. But the other day I was just scrolling through TikTok. Okay. Like, yeah, like I've just recently became a a TikTok junkie. (laughs) My husband told me about TikTok. I didn't even know what it was, but he told me about it. Right. I'm I'm going to. So, yeah. (laughs) He did now. Yeah. So now he's just like, are you on TikTok again? (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So, but this is what I saw. I saw this girl getting upset with this guy um, he he got on the phone, and this is what he said. He said, "Yeah, I'm just with my friend," and automatically she was like, "Your friend? Your friend? So you're with your friend? No, Yo, you're with your girlfriend." And it was just like, "Calm down." <laughs> <laughs> like, are are you have to think about it, Tina? Like when you are dating or talking. However you want to put it in a associate that with the person you're talking to, but are you just friends? I mean, are you committed? You know, are you married? Like, what is it like? So just from that video and the, the things that I be seeing on TV, when it comes to relationships and people into social media and they're using their phone, the tablet computers, you know, people just get mm-hmm. so offended about their titles in their relationships. And I feel like most definitely if you are married, yes, you are the wife, you know. And so, yes, you need to be you need to be titled such as that. However, when you are young and you are in these relationships, you cannot feel that this person is only entitled to Mm -hmm. talk to you Mm -hmm. or only associate you as a girlfriend if that has not been established yes. or talked about yes, and communicated mm, you see what mm. I'm saying that and that that's where the boundaries come in so if you have a problem with that you should not be in that relationship point blank
0: I agree I agree. And, and I agree so much. So as we go back to the social media, mm-hmm. right. Um, there are so many, so many, so much going on on social media, right. I mean, I mean, me, even as a Gen X, I've, I've had to learn so many things as it relates to social media, um, more so for my business, but, um, it's been something, even my husband, we look at certain things and my husband's not on certain mm-hmm. platforms, you know, he hasn't um, subscribed to any of them. So I show him a lot of things, but I, I see a lot of what's going on on, social media you know you see so many the other day i posted something which was um i it wasn't a perfect picture of my husband and i and i posted that because you know you see so much perfection um on social media you see everybody looks so perfect and come on let's keep it real that's right it's perfect in your marriage you know it now it's not a bad thing that is not perfect because through imperfections Mm -hmm. come growth, right? But everything's not always perfect. And I think social media is putting it out there, not just for my age, but younger people to believe that they have to post all of these things, you know, you have to post that they got a the boyfriend, oh, I have a boyfriend, I have to post them with my girlfriends at this time, I have to post that I have new shoes, I have to post that, you know, I just got moved into a new apartment, I have to post that I have, you know, a $1,600 bag, I have to, you know, I have to post my new eyelashes, I have to post my nails, and a lot of times, they're not thinking, and I say for the young a lot, the millennials, because. You know, you got to remember the same way you're posting all this excitement. There are people um, like me and other people that, you know, could be um, creditors, it could be, you know, learn officers, there's all these things on there as well. You're not thinking potential employers that's looking at your behaviors, that's looking at you're not paid your rent or your monthly Credit card, but you're posting your new sixteen hundred dollars shoes, you know. So we have to be mindful, you know, or or you're sitting on there smoking um, some Mm -hmm. type of weed or or doing some type of drug, or you're you're drinking shot after shot. But yet you're going on an interview on Tuesday. You're not thinking that these same people that's watching your your social media are also going to consider you maybe. Consider you for their employer do they feel that you're responsible enough to follow through with your commitment as an employee and it may not be so i often say that while you know we want to appear to be having fun and perfect on social media before everybody else you also got to remember everybody is on there and that it also has to do with your future or potential employer yeah or your current employer, you know, a, a potential husband or wife, um, other people's parents, you know, people see these things. Even these girls half naked, I will mm-hmm. say. You know, I, I've had to tell my daughter the same thing because it's like a trend. Everybody does it. You know, you're modeling, you're doing all these things, and you've got to remember the entire world is looking at you. And we're not just talking about those people that say, oh, my goodness, she looks amazing in that <laughs> two piece. We're also looking at people that's product. That's correct. You know, this world's really right. big, right? And so we have predators out there. We have people that literally stalk people. They, We have people out there. And that's why it's so unsafe when people post, I'm currently at taboo. I'm at taboo mm-hmm. until 10 o'clock. You don't know who else is looking mm-hmm. at that. You know, and so we're going to be very careful as to how much is out there. I very, 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 and I, to be honest, I never do it. I've never posted my current location unless it is an event. But I never post my current location as to what I'm doing because you never, ever know who is watching and who may show up that you don't That's want to right. show up and That's so we right. have to be so careful we have to be so careful about that and now let me talk about what you mentioned earlier as it relates mm-hmm. to titles you know there are so many of us i was that young girl as well and i i just knew i had to have that title as this girlfriend mm-hmm. right but you know as an adult now um I look at him and say, wow, I wish I knew what I know now. Um, but when we look at titles, there are so many young men, um, and thankfully I work with men and women, there are so many young men that are living their lives as well as women, you know, people out there dating. And I, I'm i for one a, a, a suggestion to say, you know what, you need to date, not Just one person, you can date Mm -hmm. five, six people. As long as you're not intimate with those Mm -hmm. five, six people, you could date whoever you like because what you're really doing is you're trying to get the right, right, right. You're trying to get that perfect partner that matches well with you, your personality, your moral, your principles, and those things that you dating to marry, right, that lines up best with your life. Yes. And so you should have the opportunity to date whoever you like. Now, what happens more, more than often enough is that we get intimate with these partners and are attached to that is emotional feelings and then we feel as though they belong to us that's right they believe you are mine and so i often say yeah there are instances where we both say you know we're committed in this relationship and of course in my instance in my past that was a big joke i was the only one committed but you know you know we're committed in these relationships and then we're getting jealous because we're saying well why are you so close with him or her? What, what's really going on here? And then you find the, the not committed as committed as you are. So we have to be careful. So, my advice is always to date different people. Don't have them at your home because you never know that may not work out. Don't have them all up in everything that you do, all of your business because you never know that may not work right. out. Mm-hmm. You know, don't have people in everything that you do. Don't be on social media with everybody that you're dating because it's not everybody's business who you're dating. You may decide next week this is not for you now you've posted 15 30 pictures on this social media page so now how do you post another 15 30 with two other guys you you see what i mean so we have to be very careful um, as to how we operate and so yeah i agree boundaries have to be put in place we have to set boundaries and part of those boundaries might just be you know what I like you, we're really cool, but let's just keep it as friends. Dating to marry, as we say, so let's just keep it as friends. I'm dating people, you're dating people. And let's keep it respectful enough to know that, you know, if we do decide or meet somebody that we're going to, you know, make it our commitment that we're going to date with the intentions of marrying, we're honest enough to let each other know. And also for social media, stop telling and letting everybody into your life it's not necessary if you're not selling a product or you know a business or coaching or whatever it is you you're doing professionally let it go and even with that there are some things that you do not post so you know i post every single day but what i don't post is what's actually going on in my home in my life i'm got on a yellow shirt today my husband's got on blue it's not everybody's business i'm cooking an egg sandwich right now my husband's cooking a tuna fish you know Everything doesn't always, (laughs) always have to be there. So my boundaries are in place. I know what my intention is for my business. And my intentions, I post a picture that connects to it. And that's it and my relationship, I'm married. You know what I mean? I'm married. And so I know that if I meet anybody or my husband meets anybody, we should automatically say that we are married. We can laugh and talk with people. There is not a thing wrong with laughing and talking with anyone. It's just, we have to have limits and boundaries in place and keep those boundaries in place. So now that you know what boundaries look like, Dolisa and I have thoroughly went through and giving you some of our personal examples as to what boundaries should look like in your life. Um, And so now you know, this week, what we need you to do is think about those boundaries that you have set in place. And think about how many of them have been crossed, how many individuals or in your intimate life um, has crossed your boundaries. And now once you think about that, how are you going to reactivate your boundaries and when see you next week are you feeling broken or lost are you struggling to find a community of like-minded women come join us on soulwin shining our light women's inspiration network soulwin women have come out victoriously from their dark places And now use their God-given gifts to shine their light to the whole world. Get your free 30-day trial today. Go to www.soulwin.tv to subscribe now.